Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh yeah, I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. Welcome back to the Her Paper Root Podcast. I'm Chelsea Clark. This is episode 18, and today I'm sitting down with Ashley Mason. She's the founder of marketing firm Dash of Social. Starting the company at just 19 years old, Ashley grew her business to six figures by 21 and now helps small businesses create value-driven content, attract quality leads, and establish an engaged online presence. She believes in the business model of people, not dollars, to make more money. And that passionate motto has helped her in creating a thriving business all her own. You're listening to the Her Paper Root Podcast, a show all about money and entrepreneurship with host Chelsea Clark. Chelsea is a marketing strategist and the founder of HerPaperRoot.com, a friendly and supportive hive for ambitious, passionate entrepreneurs like you to learn how to growth hack your idea into a profitable business. We encourage you to fearlessly tackle your wildest goals. We know that as your own boss, you can deliver your unique message and make more paper. You just need a plan. Here's your host, Chelsea Clark. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. How cool is it that you started your company at the age of 19 and scaled to six figures by 21? (laughs) Sometimes it almost doesn't feel real. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a great accomplishment. At 19 years old, I was not running a company yet. I was just running around being in college and just, you know, making mistakes everywhere. So that's really (laughs) awesome. (laughs) What made you want to start your business? And what was that journey like starting a company so young? So I would say that I have always been entrepreneurial minded since a very young age. Um, I've really been passionate about the idea of one day owning a business. Like I literally remember being 10 years old and sitting on my family computer to Google how to make money as a 10 year old. Um, So it's just stuff like that, that was always really interesting to me. And so because of that, um, I was always trying to find new ways to basically get my entrepreneurship journey started early. I actually first kind of got a taste of entrepreneurship when I was 15. I had started a fashion and lifestyle blog that I grew organically through social media. And through growing it through social media, I was opened up to the opportunity of influencer marketing, basically. So I worked with a lot of companies to attend press events, review their products on my blog, um, get paid just to simply write about their company, things like that. And I realized at the time that most of these companies actually really didn't focus on social media that much. Instagram was about one to two years old at this time, so they weren't really using it in a business sense. But from my own experience, I realized just how important it was to use social media to build a brand. I had started to become more, even more interested in marketing than I already was. And so therefore, I kind of wanted to see what it would be like to test it out. I ended up working with these companies that I already had relationships with to do like a pro bono type basis where I would just build marketing strategies for them, manage the social media accounts, things like that to kind of get my feet wet, but also help them out. Once I realized how much I actually really enjoyed doing this and saw the results that I was bringing them, I was then opened up to the world of freelance marketing. So I just kind of get casual gigs through referrals here and there. It wasn't something that I was taking super seriously at the time or something that I was really considering diving 
full on into. Um, it wasn't until my mom was diagnosed with brain cancer the day after my 19th birthday that made me realize that life is short. Anything can happen at any moment. And because of that, the best time to follow your dreams is now. And so because of that, I said, screw it. I don't care if I'm only 19 years old. I'm going to start my company. And I did. And now here I am. <laughs> wow. Like when you were starting that and you had this horrible thing happen with your mom, how were you able to just stay focused when you were dealing with something so intense like that? I would say what really helped me is the fact that my business actually made it possible for me to spend time with her. So when I started my business, when I was 19, I actually quit my part-time job at a coffee shop a year later when I was 20 because I didn't live at college. I lived at home. And my dad really needed someone who was able to take care of my mom in the mornings before I went right. to class. So, so I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm making money somehow. <laughs> and so I'm going to end up being the one to do this. So knowing that being my own boss and being able to choose when I worked and what, how much money I was able to make is what made it possible for me to actually focus on spending that time with her. And that's how I was really able to kind of keep going. How do you help your clients reach their marketing goals? I always say that um, any type of marketing or any form of marketing, especially social media, is always a long-term game. And so because of that, when I work with clients, I really help them um, to understand that this is something that you need to do consistently um, throughout an extended period of time in order to see results that you want. So actually, one of the most common reasons why my clients hire me is because they just don't have time to handle their marketing efforts. And so really, it's like they may know how to use social media because, of course, we're in the 21st century and it's something that people use, maybe not in a business standpoint, but at least a personal standpoint every single day. But they really just don't have the time to focus on doing it for their business, but they also know the importance of having it for their business. Um, so being able to support them through social media management and just kind of taking them off their plate completely has been a huge relief for them is kind of taken a weight off their shoulders. But we also focus on email marketing, blogging, um, SEO, and other parts as well for people who are interested in kind of having that well-rounded marketing strategy. Yeah, because there is so much that goes into it. There's so many different facets of marketing and things that you need to do. And time is always a big struggle for people. I have a lot of listeners who are aspiring entrepreneurs or maybe they are thinking they just they want to start but they're not sure how or they're worried about some struggles that they might face. When you were starting your own company so young, what were some struggles that you faced in the beginning? Definitely a big one was getting trying to get people to take me seriously because they're like you're only 19, what do you know? And also kind of tying along with that, I faced a struggle of people wanting me to become their intern rather than viewing me as like an expert or a professional. Um, so kind of going along with that as well as getting paid what I felt I was worth and not getting paid minimum wage for a project that was worth four or five times above that. Um, so that was definitely a big struggle is just getting people to take me seriously through ageism. Um, also just the fact of like balancing everything. So I say that, thank God I have good time management skills, but just going through college and spending time with friends and spending time with family and running a business and all these different things that I was probably felt like, I felt like I was running around with a, with a chicken with its head cut off. Um, but I felt like I had a pretty good grip too, also with just being able to have a super structured schedule that allowed me to literally map my day out hour by hour. So I know what I needed to do to get things done in a timely fashion. Um, and yeah, I'd say those were like the biggest two ones. It's just really being taken seriously despite my age and just finding time to do all the things. Right. Finding time to do all the things and then getting organized to be able to do all those things. 
Um, now that you're running Dash of Social full time, are you a solopreneur or do you have a team of your own that helps out? I do have a team that works remotely. So um, it's me. And then I have an amazing assistant named Alyssa. And then I have um, a few subcontractors that help out with SEO, Pinterest, ads, all that stuff. That's great. What would you say are some of the benefits of having a team? Um, Being able to bring on a team allowed me to make more money. Um, It was actually really hard for me to even hire my assistant because I was like, do I have the money to pay her and pay me and pay for everything else? But I didn't realize that by being able to offload all of the tedious administrative tasks that I didn't really have the time to focus on allowed me to open up the time to focus on the things that were directly making me money. Also by building a team, I was able to bring on subcontractors who specialized in skill sets that people inquired about with me to see if I offered them, but that I didn't necessarily um, feel skilled in, so to say. So by being able to bring on team members who could really fill in these services and work with my clients, I was able to offer more options to them and therefore make money that way rather than having to say, sorry, I don't offer that and refer them to someone else. So those were definitely the two biggest things that really helped me to be able to make more money by growing a team was just getting rid of the tasks that I didn't need to spend time on anymore and being able to offer more services that could bring in more revenue. There is a ton more coming up on today's episode, but first I want to quickly thank our sponsors for making this show possible. Want to learn something new today? Skillshare is an awesome online learning community where you can learn a new skill in just about anything. There are over 16,000 free and premium classes. Get personalized, on-demand education on everything from SEO, design, business, marketing, creative arts, and more. Today, you can get two months of unlimited classes for free right now when you go to herpaperoot.com Skillshare. My go-to project management tool has to be HoneyBook. It handles my clients, my projects, my invoices. It also has contact forms and questionnaires, appointment scheduling, and task management, and keeps me on the ball so I never miss something important. And everyone listening can get a free trial of HoneyBook by going to herpaperroot.com HoneyBook. And if you decide to upgrade, you will get 50% off your first year, which is a savings of $280. For someone who may be listening, who is thinking that she's reached a point in her business where she needs to bring on team members to help, what are some tasks that she could delegate first? You had mentioned administrative tasks. What else? What I actually had done was I had kind of done like a, I guess it's a time audit. I guess you could say maybe a task audit. And I kind of just tracked everything I did every single day and realized, one, the things that were taking me the most time that someone else could easily do. Or two, the things that I hated doing, (laughs) but knew I had to do. Um, So those are the things that really kind of helped me to be like, okay, these are the first things that are going to be passed off to someone else. And then again, it really kind of opened up the time for me to focus on the things that directly made me money and the things that I love doing. So just kind of keeping in mind for me, I mean, since my assistant was the person that I hired first, just thinking about things that an assistant would completely be able to manage and then being able to delegate from there. I think a lot of people, when they are thinking about bringing on a team, they start to worry about, well, losing a little bit of that control that they have. So what would you say to someone that really just needs to let that control go and trust in the people that they work with? I told myself to super, super high standards, and it's been really hard for me not to 
hold people to incredibly high standards as well. But one piece of advice that I was actually given that really helped me to shift my mindset about this was if someone can do 70% of what you can, that's good enough. And I was like, wow, I didn't really think about it that way. But if you really think about it more, our businesses are our babies. So obviously we pour our heart and soul into them, but no one else is going to love your business as much as you love your business. So if you just think about the fact that if someone is able or capable of doing 70% of what you can, that should be enough. Yes. And you've built your business around the model of people, not dollars to make more money. So please tell us about that. Yes. So one thing that I have actually done a lot is just found ways to build relationships. So I spent a lot of time throughout the past three years just simply setting up virtual coffee chats with people. I never have the intention of pitching them my services or trying to get them to um, start working with me or anything like that. I really just like to get to know people and know like who they are, what they do, how they got involved in their business, what made them want to start it things like that. Um, And I really just like connecting with other people, like basically across the world. And so by me taking the time to actually build these relationships, um, it didn't, I didn't have the intention of doing this, but it just turned out that I ended up getting a lot of referrals from these people that I connected with because they remembered the time that I took to reach out to them and set up a time to chat. And then once someone in their business network was looking for someone for help with marketing, I was the first person that came to mind. Um, I've also spent a lot of time in Facebook groups building value there. I have rarely promoted anything um, in Facebook groups, but there's one Facebook group in particular that's close to me in Boston where I get probably 85% of my clients. And that's just because I'm always spending time each day going through to comment on people's posts to congratulate them about an accomplishment or if they're looking to hire someone need a referral and I know someone who offers that service, I tag that person. Or if they even need a piece of advice, I'm there to share what I can from my own experience. I always just look for ways to provide value and show up. And that has what helped me to really end up growing my business because I've looked at the fact of just helping people and not trying to get money from people. That's so it. That's how I've grown her paper route as well is just by building relationships and chatting with people and just basically being there to help. So I love that you're doing that. And as it shows, it's working. So very, very cool. Thank you. What advice would you give to someone who is having an upward battle growing their brand on social media? I would say to focus on things besides just social media. And I know that that sounds like totally a conflict, but I know that a lot of people think that social media is the golden ticket or kind of like the entryway to all this success. But really, you're almost pigeonholing yourself if you're focusing on just social media. So really kind of think about utilizing other pieces of the marketing pie, as I like to say, in addition to social media. So email marketing, blogging, website, SEO, anything beyond that, they all tie in together. And the more you use, the better results that you can get. Another thing that can be related to social media specifically on how to grow your following or how to grow your brand is to get rid of the mindset, build it and they will come because that is so outdated. And, I, and a lot of people <laughs> just think that creating great content and putting it out there is what will have a huge flood of people to come. But really kind of what I was just talking about in terms of building relationships with people You need to not only post great content, but you also need to go out and engage with other people. You going out and building those relationships with other people is what will elevate your own growth. Yes. Be a human on social media. Yeah. And speaking of social media, what are some social media mistakes that you see entrepreneurs making? 
One that a lot of people, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a mistake. I think it's more so like a hesitation. A lot of people are very hesitant to show more of themselves on social. They're like, well, it's business. Shouldn't I stay super professional, super like monotone, all this stuff? And I think it's because like in the past probably decade or so, that's what that standard was, is that you did not mix business and personal at all. And you had basically two different identities. But Mm -hmm. now people hire, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, people hire you because you're you. And so you need to be able to show who you are, what your personality is like, what your values are, what your interests are, things like that, because that's actually what will get people to want to work with you. They'll feel like they know you. And once they know you, they start to like you. Once they start to like you, they start to trust you. And once they trust you, that's when they're like, all right, take my money. So I've I've actually (laughs) had like a few people who have gotten on the phone with me for consultation calls. And they're like, honestly, I'm not entirely sure what services you offer or what exactly I need. But all I know is that I am going to hire you because I love your personality. And that's because I've taken the time to be true and just show up. Um, So that is definitely something that people definitely need to do a lot more of. Um, But yeah, I'd say that's actually probably the biggest one. Yeah. On that note, for people who are listening now, what services do you offer? What can people hire you for? I offer social media management, which I would say is the most popular um, because people, again, know social is important, but just don't have the time to do it. I also offer email marketing, blogging, SEO, ads, pretty much anything and everything. And if I don't offer it, I definitely have a referral of someone who does. How has being your own boss changed your life? It's given me freedom in so many different ways. So not only the freedom to work when I want, but also work with who I want. So being able to choose the types of clients and projects that I accept. Also the freedom of being able to make how much money I want and just being able to set my own rates and knowing that I will find my dream client who will pay what I want. Um, And things like that, I would say just truly the freedom and just knowing the fact that I almost jumped into this business, I like to say sometimes by accident. I never knew I wanted to be someone in marketing. I always thought I'd do something with money, actually, which is ironic. So something in accounting or finance. But it was just by Mm -hmm. pursuing a passion that I had of writing, which turned into a blog that actually jump-started me into this career. Um, So just being able to find something that I genuinely love doing and actually being able to make money from it. Yes, that's like the golden ticket right there. (laughs) Yes, 100%. For people who are lost and they are like, how do I find my calling? Like, what is my passion? What would you suggest they should do to try to figure that out for themselves? Definitely start to think about what you're currently doing that really excites you. So if you find that you absolutely love fitness, eating healthy, creating workouts, things like that, maybe you could start to turn that into some type of side hustle. Or if you really like making some type of craft and you're really passionate about it and do it consistently and people compliment you on them, start thinking about that as well because that could potentially turn into a business. Um, But definitely start to make a list of what excites you, what lights you up, what you think that you could see yourself doing long term. Um, Because one thing that I see is often that shiny object syndrome where people start something to get excited about it and they're like, yes, I'm going to dive all in. And then maybe a few months or maybe a year later, they're like, you know what, I actually this isn't my calling or what I thought it was going Mm -hmm. to be. So don't be afraid to kind of dip your toes into a few different things before finding what exactly works for you, because that's how you will actually be the most successful is trying different things out and realizing what actually aligns with your overall goals and mission. 
Ensuring that your website is legally compliant does not have to be confusing. Lawyer Amira at A Self Guru has created a legal template bundle for bloggers and entrepreneurs that covers your privacy page, your terms and conditions, and your affiliate disclosure page. She also has a whole legal store of every other type of contract and template that you could ever need. Go to herpaperroot.com slash legal bundle to discover Amira's contract shop. There has never been a better time to start a blog, and not just any blog, but to start your blog as a source of revenue so that you can make more money online. I want to simplify the process of blogging for you. That's why I've created the Her Paper Root Blogging Toolkit. Go to herpaperroot.com toolkit and you will get free access to my blogging resources, including how to start a blog training, a full online course with over-the-shoulder video tutorials of me showing you how to do everything step-by-step. Step. You'll also get eBooks, cheat sheets, and some awesome insider blogging secrets that you just can't get anywhere else. And you'll find it all for free at herpaperroot.com toolkit. What does a day in the life look like to you? I actually wake up super early. I wake up at like 5am. <laughs> I get to the gym and then I usually go for a run for an hour. I leave my house to head to my office at probably 7.15. I get here by like 7.45, 8am. Um, from there, I will. I actually already have my hourly list set for the day because that's the thing that I do the night before. So I always tackle emails first thing, respond to clients, make any um, changes to projects that I'm working on if needed, stuff like that. Um, and then it kind of depends from there. I mean, I've actually structured my workload monthly. So I actually have different weeks of the month that I focus on different tasks. So like this, the first week of the month, I'll, I focus on catching up on client, different client projects and creating analytics reports for my clients. The second and third weeks of the month, I'm actually writing next month's content for my clients because I like to write content monthly. Um, and then the fourth month is usually, again, kind of wrapping up other client projects outside of social media and then focusing on my own internal business development stuff because that's one thing that I, that I definitely was guilty about forgetting about was working on my own business and not just other people's. But my day usually ends up kind of revolving around those different tasks depending on what week of the month that it's in. And then I usually work until about 4 p.m. before I head home. That's a good solid routine that you're in. I love how you plan it in sort of like blocks of what you're going to do. So you can kind of take on everything, but it sounds like the way that you set it up, you don't have to focus on everything all at once. You kind of see what you're going to be working on, get that task done, and then move on to the next. That's exactly it. Because I'm the type of person that just likes to kind of, once I start a task, I like to just bang it out and move on. I can't like start something, stop, start it again, stop. I just need to sit there and do it. So I realized that by mapping out my month this way and being able to kind of take those chunks and do things in that order has allowed me for maximum efficiency, especially when it comes to time. I like to be really mindful about how I spend my time because time wasted is time you can spend earning money. So That's right. <laughs> I try to be really careful about what I do and how I do it. Yeah. And speaking of that, are there any tools or apps that help you and your business be productive? For social media scheduling, I love SmarterQ. That's where all of my clients' profiles live and it's super easy to go in and schedule things, make sure they get posted, even make edits, things like that. For my overall business, I love 17 Hats. That's what I use for sending contracts, invoices, questionnaires, just managing client relations thing and whatnot. 
Um, and then for actually like my project management, I love Asana. <laughs> I'm like a huge fan of it. Um, and it's what I use to keep track of all client projects and knowing what I need to do and when, and then also being able to easily assign things to team members just to kind of help keep things organized and keep things going through the pipeline. I love how you mentioned SmarterQ because I use that for all my websites and my client websites as well. And it's so easy to use. You just go in, you set something, set it and forget it, and it will reschedule it as evergreen recycling posts for as long as you want it to, which is a big time saver. The best. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so so much for coming and chatting with me today. Um, where can our listeners connect with you and learn more about what you do? You can find me at my website at dashofsocial.com. And then I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at dashofsocial. Very cool. Is there anything else that you'd like to let us know about before we go? One thing I just want to mention is that if you're ever thinking about taking a leap into some type of venture, that's an indication that you should 100% take that leap and never think twice about it. That's perfect advice. (laughs) (laughs) To learn more about everything that we discussed on today's show, go to herpaperroot.com slash show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Her Paper Root podcast. We hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please say so by leaving us a review on iTunes. And be sure to share this episode with your friends. For more entrepreneurship resources and to connect with Chelsea, swing by herpaperroot.com. Now go make something. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.